This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. I'm Liz Gill with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE certified. Hello, Allison. Hello, Liz. You are such a busy person, and we're so grateful that you volunteer to be with us each Thursday. But uh, what are some of the events that you're involved in that are coming up? Okay, we've got a, a lot going on. On May 7th, that's this coming Tuesday of next week, I'm hosting an auto workshop at the Spillway Library in Brandon. It's called the Northeast Reservoir Library, and that's at 10 a.m. in the parking lot there. And I'll be going over any any car questions, but I'll be showing you your basic stuff, just kind of get people a little more comfortable with the cars. Um, whether we'll be changing a tire or not just depends. We'll just see what everyone knows and what everyone wants to know. But so the auto, auto workshop on May 7th, this coming Tuesday at 10 a.m. at the Spillway Library. And then on May 11th, we have a car show at the Mississippi Braves Stadium, the Trustmark Stadium in Pearl. At on May 11th, and that's from I imagine it starts at 10 o'clock, 10 a.m. on through the day. That's going to be awesome. That's a charity event for Kara for the Animal Rescue Shelter, and uh, that's really awesome. I'm lo- really looking forward to that. So people like to come out and meet me. I'll have a booth there. We'll have a bunch of different awesome cars. So not just your muscle cars that you see at your usual Southern car shows. We're going to have a lot of imports, a lot of tuners, your Fast and Furious style, and then and customs, a lot of custom weird, crazy stuff in uh in, so it should be really, really good. We have also, uh, the that's this weekend, is the every first Saturday of the month, we have a Cars and Coffee get-together at Primo's, and uh, that's on Lakeland, the Primo's on Lakeland, and in it's from Flowood. 7 to 10 in, in Flowood. And so that's the first Saturday every month. So that this Saturday will be there at 7 a.m. I'm going to be at this one for sure. Um, I've already agreed to go to that one. And uh, there's another one that we host at Cars and Coffee at the coffee shop in on Highway 51, too. And that's a really, that's a huge event Is that there. in Ridgeland or Madison? That's in Ridgeland okay. at uh, CC's Coffee. And they do that once a month. But I'm not sure what Saturday they do that on or Sunday. I think they do that on Sunday. I'm not really and sure. I, I guess I didn't know Cars and Coffee were a thing. I noticed there's one in Biloxi and it has yeah. a Facebook page. Sometimes we'll go to the one in Biloxi. Everyone will be like, let's go to the one in Biloxi or let's go to the one in Hattiesburg or let's go to the one in Baton Rouge or New Orleans. So the cars and coffee is a car thing that happens all over the place. And you can literally, you can bring any car you want. It's basically a free car show to just come and hang out and check out cars. And it's usually early in the morning somewhere where coffee served <laughs> and, uh, and just hang out and meet other car people. It's really cool. Well, fantastic. Today we're going to talk about keys between your vehicle repair questions. We've got Wade Jones, owner and operator of ABC Lock and Key. Tell us about yourself, how, how long you've been in the key business and how ABC Lock and Key operates. Oh, absolutely. Good morning. Uh, let's see. I have been doing this for about 20 years. I've been only working for myself for about five um, I do automotive. I do a lot of cars. I also do residential and commercial. Uh, mostly what I do is key generations when people lose their keys. Uh, a lot of times people will misplace their keys, and uh, they don't want to have to tow it to the dealership because it's going to cost them an arm and leg. I go out on site to their house, to their business, and do everything in the field and uh, usually save them at least half, if not more. Oh, 
remember awesome. a few weeks ago we had that guy and he he was jiggling his key and then finally it wouldn't start and we didn't I didn't know that they would come to you we yeah. thought he'd have to get towed to the dealer so that uh, that that that's awesome and and so are you do you have like a big van with all of your stuff inside it oh absolutely uh, I do everything mobile all my tools it's a shop on wheels. All right, and uh, you, we were, you know, talking. Uh, it, this has just been so fascinating to, to learn about this. You do, you do keys and fobs. Let's let's just start with Keith keys. Uh, what are some reasons folks call you up? Oh, anything from keys being lost to keys being broken. I deal with a lot of broken keys. This one day, and people don't see it coming, they'll break the key in the ignition. They're stuck at a grocery store or in the door or even in their house, that kind of thing. I broke off somebody's key at a Girl Scout camp. (laughs) (laughs) But luckily, it was... You know, it still turned because it was still oh, really? stuck in Are you it. Not lucky then. <laughs> Usually it doesn't. And it's oh it. man, I've had them break keys trying to use a car key to open a box, like a box cutter, and break their key. <laughs> so listen today, do not use your key for anything but. But uh, yes, what it's for its intended for. purpose. Yeah. Okay. So how do you know that you're making a key for the car's owner and not just someone who saw a cute car in the parking lot and said, "Hey, I think I'd like a key for this Mercedes, please." Oh, absolutely. Oh, well, it's just common sense. You have to verify ownership. And sometimes you run across situations where it's my mom's car or it's my boyfriend's car or they're out of town or things of that nature. No, you have to be the owner of the car or the owner needs to be there. We have to verify that because there have been incidents happened. You know, there have been situations where locksmiths have gone out, took somebody's word, made a key for a car, and it was not their car. Yeah. So that's not good. Well, All right. Good. And what do you do if you don't have a physical key to make a copy of? Is there something you can do for a, a key key? Oh, absolutely. Uh, it varies a lot from vehicles, but I have tools that measure tumbler size. Some cars have key codes in certain areas. Uh, some vehicles, I have to take the ignition out and make the key and then put it back together. And uh, it just varies. There are a lot of different tools and they vary a lot, but Usually, it's all a matter of something that measures the tumblers and tells me exactly how the key's cut. And what are some uh, good tips for drivers to help them with their keys other than don't use it as a (laughs) box opener? (laughs) Well... I think it goes without saying, but a lot of people get in trouble because they only have one key. You should have at least one copy, and it doesn't need to be attached to the other keys. You won't believe how many times that's happened. They've had their spare key and their main key on the same key ring. That happens with rental cars. Rental cars, they give you the two keys, but they've got like a metal a unbreakable clip where uh, they're together. Which, I have experienced yeah. this. I'm like, how does this work? Right. I'm, I can't give a key to my wife unless right. I cut the band. Right. Yeah. Which is what I did because yeah. that's the whole point. Right. <laughs> what about, uh, we were talking earlier about, I have two separate key rings. I have a, a car key and a house key that I mostly just use all the time. And then I have everybody's grandma's, aunt's, uncle's, kids' keys on a separate keychain. Is that is that good? What happens if you have them all on the same key ring? Well, it's not good to have too many keys on a key ring for car keys or anything in general because you can actually uh, cause problems with house locks too. But I think the way that you've separated the keys you use all the time and the keys you only use every now and then is smart because you don't a key that you only use once every six months or something you probably want to have those separate yeah. anyway yeah don't keep that on your keychain yeah, yeah. 
All yeah. right. We're talking about keys this morning on AutoCorrect. Uh, AutoCorrect. Okay. AutoCorrect. <laughs> if you've got a question, we would love for you to give us a call this n- morning. Our number is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's one 1- 877-672-7464. You can also send us an email. Our address is auto at mpbonline.org. We're so lucky to have um, Wade Jones, owner of ABC Lock and Key, as our guest. Now let's talk about the world of fobs that I don't know anything about. If someone loses, if they have a push-button car and they lose their fob, can you help them out? Absolutely. It depends on the vehicle, but I can do most vehicles as long as it's all about the software. And sometimes if something's brand new, it might take a few months uh, for Automotive Locksmith to be able to start doing it. Because they have to release is. the information. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. But we can do we can do most of them. So when I was researching for this topic, some fobs have a key inside. Is that right? Oh, absolutely. They uh, With the push button starts, if the, uh, say the battery dies in the car, obviously you can't use the remote to unlock it. That fob is made with that key inside so that you can pull the key out and physically unlock the door until you get it. And that way you got access to the vehicle. All right. Mine has one. Oh, okay. Oh, that's Which a cute little tiny key. Oh, that's. The battery died in my key fob and I had to use the key. Okay. So a lot of them still have a little key thing All that right. you put your key in. So so push button cars have a way first to get in the door or then to get into to start the car with a teeny tiny key? Well, now the push button starts, the key will get you in the vehicle, mm-hmm. but on a push button start system, it will not crank it. Oh, okay. Yeah, you've got to have the fob for that. Oh, okay. Can you keep an f- extra fob in the car? Um, now, sometimes that's not a good idea because on the push button start system, when the cu- when you have the fob in the car, it puts the vehicle in a standby mode. Uh-huh. And on some vehicles, that will actually drain the battery. Oh, okay. Because then it's waiting for you to crank it. Okay. And not all vehicles depending on what you have but but yeah because then if it's in the car then that means anybody that gets in that car can crank it uh-huh oh okay all right so if your fob doesn't work uh i would think the first thing you would do to check is have a second fob to see if it's the fob that doesn't work or something else doesn't work but if your main fob doesn't work uh, what do you check next the first and easiest thing is the battery because mm-hmm. those batteries will last you, you know, two, three years, sometimes even more. But when that battery starts getting weak, you will notice that you're having to get closer to the vehicle. You may some some vehicles, not all, have some kind of display that will tell you that the fob battery is getting low. And then um, some of them have a little slot that you can put the push button start remote in, where it will crank if it won't do it the other way. Well, I guess it gets a better read. But that is the cheapest, and usually that's the the biggest problem is those batteries will get weak, and you just simply need a five six dollar battery, and that'll fix the problem. All right. Well, we have got some calls on the line, but it's time for our first break. We're going to continue our discussion with keys with uh, Wade Jones of ABC Lock and Key when we come back from our break. So, but if you have a problem with your vehicle. We'd like those questions, too. Our number is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can also send us an email. Here, we've got one. We'll get to that in a minute. Auto at mpbonline.org. Is your car under recall? We'll have a list of ones that are, and there's a doozy of a list uh, when we come back. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. 
The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. You already know MPB Think Radio is a direct result of donations from listeners like you. But instead of counting the size of your donation in dollars, how about axles? Trucks to motorcycles, cars, even 18-wheelers. Your donated vehicle of any size helps fund the programs here on Think Radio. For more information on how to donate your vehicle, visit mpbonline.org slash support. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back to AutoCorrect with Allison Walker, the lady on a mechanic. I'm Liz Gill. Hang on, Lemon, AJ, and Alice. We're going to get to your calls in just a moment. Remember, if you can't listen to our show all the way through live, find our podcast. Just hit subscribe so that we can beat the other MPB programs with subscriber numbers. We can actually tell, I know on Apple, how many times people listen to our shows each week. So listen to it a whole bunch so we can get our numbers up. There are so many recalls this week. Last week, I don't think we had any. So this week, I'm just going to read off the makes and models, the Problems will be on our website uh, or the podcast information because there's just a ton of them. There's 94,000 2018-19 Acura and Honda vehicles, the 2019 Fiat 500X and the Jeep Renegade, 2018 and 19 Honda Odyssey, some Subaru Forester, Impreza, Legacy, Outback, and WRX, 2015 and 17 Toyota Yaris, 2019 Toyota Sienna, and 2019 Nissan Ultima. So you can find out if your car has a past recall by going to the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration's website, NH. TSA.gov slash recalls and inputting your bin number. We're talking about car keys today in car key fobs with our guest Wade Jones from ABC Lock and Key. Let's go to Lemon in Hattiesburg right now. Lemon, thanks so much for calling in to AutoCorrect. Go ahead. Yes, thank you. Now, uh, if you have a lot of keys on your ring, will that damage your car ignition and how does it go about damaging it? That's a good question, and, and yes, it does. I'll let Wade answer this question. He knows all about that. I'm sure, absolutely. Um, your ignition cylinders have grooves as well as tumblers that fit your keys. And uh, and that tumbler setup that you're talking about, that's the same in all keys, right, with, like, in your house and everything? Oh, sure. It's, they're, it's kind of uh, set the same way? They're different. They're different shapes and everything, but okay. essentially it's the same principle. Okay. And uh, whenever you have extra weight on your key, it forces the key to angle down. It'll wear out the grooves in your ignition that match your key and long term it could actually cause your tumblers to bend and wear out prematurely and lock your ignition up oh okay god so that it, that's a that's a problem and i've Absolutely. heard of that happening a lot on people's cars oh yes can't start it next thing you get in you next thing you know you get in and you can't start it and yeah go. all right so lemon if you've got a big old key ring you need to divide it up okay absolutely all right yes ma'am thank, thank you 
Thank you. Let's go to AJ, who's calling from the Delta. AJ, we're so glad you've called into AutoCorrect. Go ahead. Oh, thank you so much. I have a question about keys. I have an older little Mercedes Benz. Um, it's a 97 uh, 500 little, little SL car. And I cannot get the key reproduced. And can your key expert there give me any advice? You said it's a 97 Mercedes? Yes, it is. It's now, a 97 Mercedes uh, SL500. And they, I, I have contacted the company, and I can't get one through Mercedes. I, I've walked into several key shops, and, and they said that they could make the key, but that it wouldn't work. Sounds like they could make it, but maybe not program it. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. As an auto locksmith, there are some companies that it's just um, you don't get enough call for it, and it's just so cost prohibitive when it comes to the Mercedes. A lot of us can't touch them because they're they're their own creature. And uh, especially when it gets so old that the Mercedes place itself can't even do it. It's kind of... I will have to... I don't know if I could get your information later off air, but I could do some research. He can email us. If you'll email us, uh, we can get you some information from Wade and um, and then, you know, get y'all contacted together and then figure that out for you and let Wade do some research on that. All right. If you just tell me... uh, uh, yeah. If you'd give me that email one more time, please. It's auto, A-U-T-O, auto, at mpbonline.org. And key uh, Wade's website is abclock, A-N-D-K-E-Y-M-S.com, and he has a contact me on that also. Okay. All right. Well, that's great. Well, I'll do it. I just uh, was hoping he had possibly had that occur with with another at another time, and he could maybe give me some insight on it. I, I just find it unusual that you just can't get a key reproduced. And I guess that's occasionally happens. Wade, you yeah. get a car manufacturer, and the way they have it set up, it's it's hard to duplicate it. And like you said, it's not it's not produced. They don't even have it at the dealership anymore. Oh, absolutely. I've got some tow truck drivers that have older BMWs and things of that nature mm-hmm. that. Uh, uh, at the moment, I can't help them with. It's uh, it's a crazy situation. I'm actually doing research into that myself. I only have one key, and it's, it's kind of frightening. <laughs> oh, absolutely. If it, if it should get lost, I guess I'd have to have a whole new ignition system put in. Now, if he has that one key... Shouldn't it, 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 but you still would need it programmed, though. Exactly, and that's on, where on you run across car. a problem. Okay, okay. All right, okay. AJ, All right. we're going to well, try to help you out. All right, thank you so much. Here. You're welcome. Thank you. If you would like to call and ask a question like Lamin and AJ and Alice, who we're about to speak with, we would love for you to call. Our number is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-MPB-RING. 672-7464. Our email address is auto at mpbonline.org. We're talking about keys today, but Allison's here, so we can talk about anything also. So uh, let's go to Alice in the Memphis area. Alice, thanks for calling into AutoCorrect. Go ahead. Thank you. My question is, well, first, I think I understood you to say a fob with a dead battery will still let the car start if it's in there. I think I understood that. Some but of them you will. Have touched on it. Oh, okay. Actually, um, no, that was um, if the battery's completely dead, then um, a lot of times it won't crank. Now that varies from oh, manufacturers, okay. but yeah, if the battery's completely dead, then yeah, you won't be able to crank oh. it in a lot of them. 
Okay, thank you. Um, my other question is, you may have touched on it. I think it might be a programming thing. Can you explain what's going on with those keys that have like a thick black part where you handle it? And what's inside there and, and what does it do? I've always wondered that. Oh, it's the transponder I, I keys, it, I think. Um, it's, yeah, absolutely. They call them transponder keys, but basically there is a chip in the head of that key. And a lot of people refer it as programming the key. But what you're actually doing is you're programming the vehicle's computer to recognize that key as the correct key. Because those yeah, chips are like fingerprints. They all got their own unique okay. IDs. Okay. Oh, can you not have a copy of that made that doesn't have the computer stuff in it like just a plain old key it won't not work, if you then. want it to crank yeah it yeah. won't oh work then. so it's got to have that transponder oh yeah program to the car yeah you oh, mean you yeah. could cut a plain metal key but you won't be able to, to crank it yeah okay wow okay then well thank you so much i've always wondered appreciate it absolutely alice we're so okay. glad that you called in um if your battery runs out in your keys can you just run to Walgreens to get the replacement batteries, or do you replace it, then you have to program it or anything? No. No, if you replace the battery, you shouldn't have to reprogram anything. Um, You can if they've got the right size, but to be honest with you, I have better luck getting batteries from, like, interstate batteries and places like that, because unfortunately, me being a locksmith, I've gotten batteries from, like, the pharmacies and Walmart, and I think those batteries may sit on the shelf a while because oh, wow. they usually are either weak yeah. or dead out of the package. So oh. I recommend you get them someplace like Interstate Batteries or someplace, some battery outlet. And they're the little button ones? Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah, they look like a watch battery. Right. Similar okay. to that. Okay. Or hearing aid batteries. I don't know. I always seem to get confused with those. Okay. Um, we didn't mention, what are some good tips for drivers who have key fobs, what what are some handy maintenance or be careful tips? Well, one with the key fob, I wouldn't put a lot of keys, if any, with the fob. Um, and because those key fobs, you have to be careful with them. They will tear up, you know, and then, you know, obviously don't drop them, things of that nature. Um, pay attention. If you're starting to have to get closer and closer to your vehicle for the vehicle to respond to the fob, then replace the battery because that is a warning letting you know you're going is going to get harder and harder to use it. So I, I think as soon as you start having those signs, just go ahead and replace the battery. All righty. Well, and for you, you're a mobile guy. What's the territory that you personally work? Oh, sure. Um, the Tri-County area, Hines, Rankin, Madison. Um, now, I do charge mileage when I go beyond a certain point, but uh, Jackson, Pearl, Clinton, Byram, all that is in my service area, Richland. Um, now, once you start getting like past Madison into Glutstadt or Canton, or if I go to um, Port Gibson or anything like that, I charge mileage. Okay. And is that's, that's about how most locksmiths are? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, we're going to take our next break of the show. We're talking about car keys and key fobs and taking your car repair questions, but we'll do that all after the break. Our number is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can also send us an email. We're going to get to that when we come back. Uh, auto at mpbonline.org. What's an unreliable car not to buy? We'll get to that after the break. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. 
You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Get your MPB car tag anytime. It doesn't even have to be up for renewal. Simply go to your county office to sign up. When you get an MPB car tag, a portion of the fee helps MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. For details, visit mpbonline.org slash car tag. We'll see you on the road. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, is our expert. I'm Liz Gill. We hope you've downloaded our app for your smartphone. The MPB Public Media app helps you listen to all the MPB shows and watch some TV shows, too. Consumer Reports has a list of 108 2007 to 16 models that have a record of much worse than average overall reliability based on subscriber responses to their annual survey. Today, we're going to caution you about the Volvo XC90. The 2016 and 17 have uh, some electrical issues. So please consider reading up on the reliability of this car before purchasing it as a used car. Suggests Consumer Reports and CarComplaints.com is another resource for unreliable car lists. And if you're interested in reviews of new cars, Casey Williams is the automotive correspondent for WFYI, a public radio station in Indianapolis. He's reviewed cars and covered the auto industry for 25 years. His review this week is on the 2019 VW Beetle, the final edition that uh, that they're making because it's being discontinued, and the 2019 GMC Sierra. We'll have links to all of that on our website and on the podcast. But today we're talking about car fobs and car keys with our guest Wade Jones from ABC Lock and Key. Our wonderful Allison is also here to take your car questions. So we, uh, we're we missing our listeners this morning. Call in. Our number is one eight seven seven. MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. And the email is auto at mpbonline.org. Let's go ahead and go to the phones to Ann in Memphis. Ann, we're so glad that you've called in this morning. Go ahead. Okay. Um, two questions. This is for Wade. Uh, do you have a mobile service that you will go to a car that won't start so we can't come to you? Oh, sure. If it's a locksmith situation where you don't have a key, that's actually all I do. I'm strictly mobile. I come out and do everything on site. Okay, here's my question. I had a friend who had a wreck. He has a a Ford, and it's an older model, I'm guessing in the 90s or maybe 2000s. Had a wreck um, and uh, messed up the front end of his car. Looked to me like the grill. Uh, The car did run after the wreck. But then, within a week or two, his key would not start the car. Could he have damaged something in the front of his car that would make his key not work? Or should he just check the key itself and make sure it's not just a dead battery or something? Does he have a key fob or a key? Uh, I think he had a key, not a fob. What year model did you say it was? I don't know. Late 90s or 2000s, maybe? Um, It's an older car, so I'm guessing 
I'm guessing in the 90s or early 2000s. But by having a, a collision that, again, the engine still worked because he used it after the crash, but the whole grill area was pretty messed up. Could he have done something to damage any sort of ignition part? So why won't his key start the car now? Let's see. You said it was a Ford? Yeah. If it's now the Ford's one of the first ones to go to a transponder system. Like if it's a Ford Ranger or F one fifty, it's quite likely that it is a transponder system. The easiest way to know is there's a security light. And on the Fords it may be in the dash and actually says theft and blinks, even if the vehicle isn't running, or it's on top of the dash by the windshield and it'll just blink. If um if he drove it for a week that seems – I mean, sometimes you could have problems manifest later um, in a wreck if something electrical happened or something – a fuse box got banged around. It could be several different things. Um, now, if it's an issue with the security system, the easiest way to tell is when you turn the key on, the security light comes on, and then it's supposed to go out. But if it comes back on, stays solid or blinks, then that means for whatever reason, the vehicle can't see the key. And it could be – if it's a wreck. It could be any number of components. Um, with those transponder systems, it could be a bad cluster. The ring around the ignition that reads the chip can go out. It could be a few different things, and it is kind of one of those things that's hard to diagnose over the phone without being right. able to put my hands on it. Right, but I never thought that it might be just the key and not something that related to the crash. So that's another avenue that we need to explore. Yeah, sure. like if it set off the security is is one way I explain it. If it if it's got your security system set off and it's locked it down, if the if for some reason the car thinks someone's tried to break into it and it could be damaged from a sensor from the wreck, and it could have set it off after the fact, it w- it wiggled it loose or something like that, and it didn't set it off till a little while later, something like that. Or it's possible your his all of a sudden his ignition cylinder has acted up for some reason or another, and he may need another ignition cylinder. Um, okay. as, a, as a mechanic, that's that's also a consideration I'd look into. So his security okay. or that, and if it's a security, I think you have you can get mobile mechanics that works uh, on that, but that's not that's not widespread. I've only heard of a few that do security systems. I think. Once you have it set off, you can Google resetting your security system for those cars, and sometimes that works. I helped Jason Klein here at MPB with a car uh, I think uh, Ezra had where his car wouldn't work, and I said, Google the security, how to reset your security, and it, and it crunk up, and it worked. So you might can reset it through that, too, so just something to consider. Okay. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. And we're so glad that you called in. Um, Wade, go ahead and we'll give it again later in the show. Give out your your emergency number uh, if uh, people want to put it in their phones so that if they ever need to call you, uh, you will come to the rescue. Absolutely. It's uh, area code 769-257-2280. All right, and we'll give that out later in the show also. Let's go on on to Scott in Newton County. Uh, Scott, we're so glad that you are just Newton. Thanks for calling in today. Uh, what's your comment or question for the show? Well, you had a fellow that was asking about that Mercedes SL, and he can't get the key to turn. Uh, I've got two Mercedes, and I, I'm pretty sure what it is is the voltage on that battery of his is probably too low. If it gets too low, the key will not turn. Okay. That's a good tip. 
the the voltage on the battery in the key fob in the car in the car car. Uh, i think what the guy was wondering it was trying to get a duplicate key and was having a problem getting it made for the car and he has a key in the car and that works but he wanted a duplicate key am i correct on that yeah that was my understanding that's what it was i was going to say good luck on that because (laughs) you have to go to mercedes and uh, they and he even had a problem with that yeah, and he even had a problem with that, so with going to Mercedes. But thank you. Thank you for that tip. And that, and that is true. Sometimes it is your the voltage on your battery's gotten a little bit too low. Either your battery's dying on you or it's sat too long and it, it won't let it won't read the information from your key. Yeah, that that's especially true of Mercedes because it will not uh, turn let the key turn. Okay. Okay. Scott, thanks so much for being part of our show. Um, listeners, if you'd like to uh, comment or question uh, with about keys or, or, or another thing about your car, our number is 1-877-MPB-RING. It's 1-877-672-7464. Our email is auto at mpbonline.org. Let's now go to Patricia in Jackson. Patricia, thanks for calling in today. Hi, how are you? Can you hear me okay? Just Andy. Okay, so the other day someone broke into one of my two cars and I believe that they stole the key to the other car. Oh, no. um, To my second car. And my second car is a 2004 uh, Saturn Ion four-door sedan. And so I was interested in finding out if I could get the car rekeyed with a key fob, but also, you know, rekeyed with a new key, a key fob, but also the security horn system. Because right now, the car, if, if somebody breaks into the car, it will alarm, you know, with the horn sound. And so if I get it rekeyed, I wanted also to get the alarm system and the key fob. And I'm wondering if I can do that. Okay. Where I can do that. No, absolutely. Um, to, of course, there's it's more labor than anything, but to uh, to pull the locks out and rekey them on the vehicle is very doable. And um, I can program fobs, and if it's fob I don't have, I can usually get them next day. But, yeah, it's okay. absolutely possible to rekey the vehicle to where their key will no longer gain them access and it will no longer turn in the ignition okay. if somebody did, is trying to do that. And work with the security system. And work with the horn alarm, yeah. horn alarm as well. Yeah. It's factory, your, uh, your alarm, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's not a problem at all. It's just a matter of I can wipe out any fob that they have and program a new fob. Okay. And can you tell me about how much that would cost? Let's see. Does that one have a trunk cylinder or one on the it passenger does. door? It has it has a tr- I'm not sure it has a trunk cylinder. Um, I know a lot of vehicles today don't. I don't think it it's a 2004. I don't think it has a trunk cylinder, but I'm not sure. Depending on how many door cylinders, I know a lot of them now only have it on the drivers and the um, ignition. So to do those with the fob, um, I'd have to look into it specifically. Uh, but you're probably looking between two and three hundred dollars. Okay, total because I've, I've got yes. at, or for each one. What now? 
total or for each for each lock? I know I have. Oh no, that's uh, that's total. We're talking about the ignition, the door cylinders, depending on how many you've got, and um, the fob. One fob would be around uh, two to three, depending on the the, the labor involved. That's pretty good. Three hundred. Yeah. For one key fob. Well, that's the that's rekeying everything. Of course, the mobile charge and everything, and um, the key fob. So you're talking about around four or five hundred dollars, maybe. Oh no 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 no, three hundred inclusive. That's everything. Like when whenever I quote prices on programming keys and stuff, that's everything. That's my mobile charge, and I'm not I'm not dividing it up that way. Okay, and you're at A A and B lock and key. What is the name of your company? ABC Lock and Key. ABC Lock and Key. Okay, where are you? I'm in Jackson. Uh, I work. I'm strictly mobile, but I work out of Jackson mainly. Okay. But I do jobs all over as far as the surrounding areas as well. So you could come to my job and possibly do that. Absolutely. Okay. If you want, you can email us and we can make sure to get your information. Or we're going to give his phone number again at the end of the show if you want to contact him uh, directly. Okay, so. I think I would like to contact him, but. You, I can also take the other information. It's the, uh, our email is auto at mpbonline.org. Auto at mpbonline.org. You got uh-huh. it. And then we can you can email us and we can send you his information, his phone number and website. And well, if, if you missed a number. ABC Lock. ABC Lock and Key. Yeah, and okay. Patricia uh, Wade's phone number is 769-257-2280. And we'll give that again later. So, Patricia, we're so glad we could help you out. We need to take our last break of the day. We're discussing keys, um, but we're also taking your repair questions. Our number is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can send us an email, auto at mpbonline.org. What's new in the news? Hang on a minute and we'll tell you. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. to autocorrect on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back to Autocorrect. The third way you can listen to our program, if you can't listen to it all the way through whole, is online, mpbonline.org slash autocorrect. There were a couple of little interesting uh, news items that caught my fancy this week. One of them is uh, the convertible car isn't dead yet. SUVs rule, but updated ragtops joining the fold. 
from the 1960s to the early 2000s, ragtops were forged into the collective imagination as symbols of freedom and rebellion. But over the past several years, they've been largely become a status symbol that motorists consider too impractical for daily driving. As consumer behavior has shifted from cars to SUVs, automakers have increasingly reduced their drop-top offerings. The peak sales year was 2006. Fewer than one in 100 vehicles sold in the U.S. now comes with a foldable top, but uh, at the New York Auto Show, they had a couple of new convertibles for the offering. So. Yay. I love convertibles personally. All right. Not I do everyone too. does. Yeah. yeah. I'm Liz Gillen. I'm with the Lady Auto Mechanic, ASC certified. <laughs> Our guest is the owner of ABC Lock and Key, Wade Jones. Wade, let's remind the folks how they can put their contact information in their phones if they have an emergency and need to contact you. No, absolutely. You can call me at area code 769-257-2280, or you can reach out to me on my website at ABC. And we were excited to find out Wade's business is all mobile, so he'll come to you and he can do your key key. But Allison was totally excited that he can do your fob. Yes. So I thought, and and I know a lot of people probably think this too, and as a mechanic, I thought this, that you had to, if you have a fob, you have to have that. That's all done at a dealership regardless because it has to be programmed. Well, it turns out Wade does that. So he can get a fob. Sometimes it's the Toyota fob. It can be an aftermarket fob. But he can program it and make it work for your car for way less than what it would cost at a dealership. And that is awesome. I didn't know that. So that y'all know. Call your local locksmith for a key fob if you need an extra, All and right. uh, or, or 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 if you lose one, I guess you can be programmed. Oh, absolutely, it. awesome. All right, well, let's go to Hugh in Ocean Springs. Hugh, we're glad you called in today. Uh, what's your question for AutoCorrect? Well, my question has to do with air conditioning on my 1998 2500 pickup truck, and you're going to need it today. <laughs> well. I'm biting the bullet. I'm going to have to have AC. You're right. Yeah. What's your question, so, Hugh? So, so I'll I'll tell you what I, I've done and, and where I'm at, and if you can say that's a bad idea or yeah, that's about right. So it it didn't cool. <clears throat> and a friend, a friend the decision, oh, you just need to fill it back up with Freon. So we filled it back up with Freon. Two days later, it was empty, and then it's like, oh well, uh, you need to replace that little needle valve on top of the compressor. So we replaced the needle valve. And filled it back up using that sealing kind of Freon stuff. Yeah. Some kind of sealing in it. Three mm-hmm. days later, it's all empty again. Um, the next thing to uh, replace those hoses because it's no. the original hoses from 1998. No, no. It's, it, whoever has been doing this for you has gone about it the wrong way. Um, when uh, when you have a, a system that's lost Freon, it's lost Freon whether it was over a long amount of time or it did it quickly, you put the uh, the dye in it that helps you see a leak. So if it, And then it comes out again shortly. You said it was a short time of period. It leaked back out. So you know you've got a big leak. It's not a component. It's a leak. 
and you track down where the leak and it's usually it's where a connections at usually those hoses don't get holes in them or anything like that it's usually a connection and it's an o-ring has gone bad it can be the connection at the ac compressor it could be a connection at the condenser it could be the connections that go into the firewall of your uh. of your vehicle so what you do then is you take the little it's the uv die and you take the little uv light and you look around your car and you see where is it coming out at. it could be a hole in the condenser and then you replace that component and the thing is once you open up a system an ac system and you replace a component you need to go ahead and replace the dryer some of them have an orifice tube you need to go ahead and clean out that get a new filter for that so there's a few components you need to replace and then you take it to a shop and make sure the system is vacuumed down and it gets all the moisture that got into the system because otherwise it's going to tear up your ac compressor in a short amount of time and and get it vacuum right and then add the freon in and then start the whole process over if it holds and your car keeps cooling then you know you got the leak that's causing it that's the process so they kind of went about it the wrong way i don't know who worked on your car but they didn't that's not how you would fix the ac system <laughs> well the shop did the first recharge he said oh it's working fine and it's just and now because you know it was working fine. Was it an actual AC shop you took it to, or was like a local mechanic? It's a guy that works on my Acura. Okay. Okay. Well, this is something that might help other people with this problem, is to take it to an AC specialist. There is a specialty area. Um maybe that mechanic didn't didn't know AC systems in and out perhaps but it is a specialty area it's like a whole system of its own that to know it in and out of how it works and um, so you know that's you you want to when you have a leak and it's and it's leaking out freon really fast you have a leak somewhere and it could be as simple as replacing an o-ring so you know that's how you is want to look at it fairly accessible somewhere like when you said it goes into the dash it seems like anytime something goes into the dash that's labor intensive as they say most of the connections are easy to get to and see where they're connected at sometimes it can just be the Schrader valve that's where you where you put the ac gauges on to to test the pressure and see how the pressure is if you know what i'm yeah, talking about it's got the low and the high yeah. side sometimes those little replace Schrader that. valves leak and you just have to put another Schrader valve in there replace those no don't replace them replace them if they're leaking Oh, well, that was what he said. It's probably leaking from right here, so we replaced those. I mean, those are... No, you, well, see, he said probably. You know whether or not they're leaking. But it sounds well, like you might. You have a bigger leak somewhere else going on, and that that's when you put in the dye and you use the little light and see where it's coming out. You can also just see where it's coming out sometimes. It'll have a wet spot once you charge the system up again. It'll have a little wet spot where it comes out at. I hope okay. that helps. <laughs> so, so chances are, but, but the hoses being some twenty years old, they're they haven't. You think they're? No, they they usually don't go bad. The hoses on the AC system, they're metal, and they don't usually go bad. That's kind of rare that you would see something like that. Um, they're not rubber hoses like like on a car. They're all the the lines on an AC system are all aluminum. And Is that what's inside? Because it looks yes. like kind of a radiator hose, but it's, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. No, they're, they're, they're all aluminum lines that run. It might have a protection out on the outside of it, but it's, 
but there are you, it's, you, it's not too often that you see a AC hose go bad. It's usually a connection. It's usually an O ring. Okay, Hugh, we uh, we hope you'll uh, take it to a AC repair person so they can put the dye in and, and diagnose it properly. We're so glad that you've called in this morning. We have one last call to get to. Let's go to Jerry, who's on the road. Jerry, make it quick. Okay, uh, two questions. Um, I have um, a lawn on my truck that wasn't factory, but every so, every so often when I hit the alarm and I put the key in it to, to start it up, the alarm comes on. What could that be? Oh, no. Does does Somebody might have just not put it in correctly, and um, that's something I'd have to look at direct. You you might want to. That's a kind of a specialty area, too, putting in alarm systems on cars. So you might can take it, too. A lot of times the audio shops do it. The ones that put in speakers, they do alarms, right. too. So they might be who you'd like to talk to. Or an electrical shop maybe especially but until i looked at that system i'd have to find out how that aftermarket system worked and see where the where it's messed up and that you might want to dismantle that whole thing and have one put in proper okay jerry and i'm sorry the second question we're going to have to have you send us an email because we've just run out of time um this uh, this is autocorrect our call screener today has been lisa lancaster and our board engineer is michelle mcadoo we want to thank all of our listeners who support autocorrect through the mpb foundation so for allison walker who you can follow on facebook twitter instagram as the lady auto mechanic and our guest wade jones from abc lock and key i am liz gill and up next is our southern remedy show kids and teens join us next thursday at 10 a.m for autocorrect this is an mpb think radio podcast to hear previous shows visit mpbonline.org or download the mpb public radio app to listen on your iphone or android phone on demand